What's happening, Soul Fam? Welcome to Onto High Quantum Healing. The podcast is going to help you tap into your psychic abilities, become a fifth dimensional being, and understand the true meaning of ascension. This week's special guest is Anita from Manifesting Money Podcast. Hey. So she is one of my homies. Um, we have done a workshop together. I've been on her podcast, I think twice now. And now she's got the opportunity to be on my podcast, which is absolutely amazing. She is one of the top coaches that is teaching a lot about money, manifesting the ideal lifestyle that you want, and getting out of any limiting belief mindsets when it comes to being prosperous and abundant in everything that you do. Definitely check out her podcast, Manifesting Money Podcast, where you can dive into so many other things that the law of attraction has to bring, especially if you're struggling with your finances or shifting into a new financial state. I'm so excited to have Anita here. Let's dive into it. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Antohai, on TikTok and YouTube at Antohai Quantum Reiki. And if you're ready to step into your sole purpose, becoming an Ascension coach and spiritual entrepreneur, check out the links in the description below. Join our academy where we'll teach you everything about energy healing, quantum Reiki, Antohai Alchemy, and how to create the life of your dreams as a six-figure entrepreneur in the spiritual community, bringing us deeper into the golden age. For tarot readings and energy healings, go ahead and check out antohigh.us for all your resources. What's happening, so fam? Welcome to Antohigh Quantum Healing, the podcast where we talk about manifesting, energy work, your psychic abilities, and so much more. Today, we have a very special guest. Her name is Anita, and you probably already saw me uh, working with her when I was traveling in San Diego. She is the host of the Manifesting Money podcast, and she's got so much juice with us today to like be sharing and just passing out. Hey, Anita, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I've been hooting and hollering about this because ever since we did our live energy or we did the live, I think for the workshop and then we did the live interview, I'm just like, I feel like our conversation just like stops and ends up like exactly where it left off every time we have a conversation. So always excited to be in your energy. Yeah, likewise. It's such a pleasure to like reconnect too because it's like, I never really like it's weird because like the last time we met up, met together, I didn't really feel like I ever left out of your energy. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah, I feel <laughs> the same way. Nice. So, um, what before we get started, um, I always ask everybody the same question. You know, like onto high means the cravings of life, the cravings of victory, or the power of the gods. Which one do you feel like you're embodying right now, and why? To be honest, I think the first one we said cravings of life, like this whole season of like where I'm at right now. Um, so I don't, I don't even know if you know this about me, but I'm a twin. And, um, so really detaching from like this identity of like me being a twin and me just being Anita on my own has been like, what does Anita want? Like, what is, what kind of lifestyle do I want? What kind of like things am I craving? And just like, again, just life itself has been huge. So I'd say the cravings of life of like, just really being has been my season this past couple months. Nice. So, okay. I have to ask you, like, um, when it comes to manifesting, do you notice that like, if you manifest something, your twin goes through the same thing, or like, is there like a shift that ends up happening? Are you guys in sync like that? Or is it like a, 
kind of like a counterbalance? Oh my gosh, this is such a good question because I mean, it is very similar with like just anybody who's in my energy. And that's how I know that the big things are manifesting for me, like because the people around me start to manifest. And if it's people really close to me, I know. But my twin, um, for, for a while, when I first started, we were more opposite. Like she would manifest something and then I would manifest something and we weren't really like in sync. But now my sister has, I'm telling you, she is such a powerful manifester and like now we're really in sync. And I think it's mostly because kind of what I just said is that we've been really detaching from each other. Mm-hmm. And it's like, now we're in sync of like, she manifests something, I manifested something. And it's been like this crazy, like, I didn't even realize it until you just asked the question right now. But yeah, I think we're definitely in sync right now. Nice, 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 nice. So Okay, you're huge on talking about money and doing like manifestations when it comes to that. Um, and obviously, we were going to get in that, into that in just a little bit. But I think what's really important, just in case if no one's ever like, you know, heard of you or met you, um, what's your story? We got to hear all about the juice. How did you get to be who you are today? Yeah, and I love, I'm just so grateful that I get to be on here and share this because again, a lot of people see the outside and looking in and they don't really know, again, all the stuff it really took to get here. And when I say that, I don't really mean like, yes, there's hustle, there's grind, there's working, there's waking up every single day and believing. But I think it was really just like the process of releasing all the things that weren't serving me to really step into who I am today. So um I always go back to the part of my story where I was working five different jobs all at once. And I just had this belief again, that I have to work super hard for money. I knew I was going to be successful. I knew I was going to be well-known. I knew that I was going to be famous, but I just didn't know how. And so, um, it just really started at this point where I'm like, I, I was going to school to do makeup and I would have school Monday through Friday. And I also had an office job Monday through Friday. And I hated this office job. It was so sexist. And like, even thinking about it makes me want to throw up because it's like, we would, it was so normal for us to make fun of people who were coming in for interviews. It was like a door to door sales place. And I was a receptionist. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why I was staying there is because they had this like huge trip to the Dominican Republic that they paid for every year. Um, And so again, it really was just like, I was staying there for the wrong reasons. I was getting influenced and I was like really changing who I was because of who I was surrounding myself with and like what was okay and what wasn't okay. Um, And then, you know, I would go to school Monday through Friday and I would be like, yeah, well, I'm already out here. So let me drive for Postmates. You know, we do a couple drives. And then on the weekends, I would bartend. And then I I was also in the Army National Guard And if I had any other time, I would do makeup. And so makeup was like my big, like goal. Like I really wanted to have my business doing it, being a makeup artist, but my, my thought process is right. You have to get out of debt first. You have to get your credit right. And you know, once I have those things, then I can start my business. And once I have money, then I can start, but really I was doing everything backwards. And it wasn't until like, you know, you hit that you hit that rock bottom moment. And when I say like rock bottom, I mean like, like I was uh, obviously physically tired, right? That's one thing. (laughs) But I think it was more of the fact of like realizing that I'm putting in all this work and like I'm worse 
like I'm like literally in a worse spot than I was before I even dedicated this amount of time to like pay off my debt and do all this stuff. And I'm farther away from what it is that I really want to do. And so when I made that decision that I was like, okay, I'm really going to go all in and what it is that I want to do. And like some of the things, you know, I released and some of the things source, God, universe, all my angels are like, okay, you said you want to release this. And they just got like taken away from me. Like, um, there was, um, I always talk about this part in my story where all of my money got stolen from my drawer from my, as a bartender. And I was so defeated because obviously money was taken, but I was in this position where I could either quit or I could pay back the money. And I was more disheartened because like somebody who worked there is the one who stole it because everything was closed. And it was like, I can't trust the people that I'm around. And it was like, this, this is subconscious belief that like, if I let go of this job, money was obviously one thing, but it was mostly like who I was at the job. Like I was at, everybody loved to be around me and everybody loved when I was like, you know, in a certain space. And I was actually more scared of like going off and starting my own business because I didn't want to be alone. I didn't want to feel alone. And I didn't want to go to a place that was unfamiliar. And so again, once I made that just decision that I was going to, you know, have that new route and do my own thing. Like things just started dropping off. People started dropping off. Jobs started dropping off. Like I would just get in more situations where I'm like, fuck, I have literally no other choice, but to work on myself and work on my business. So that's when, again, I became introduced to law of attraction manifestation. And that's kind of like, I feel like a lot of people like start there and like become conscious of it. And I went down the rabbit hole and I was just like, holy crap. Like, I, I guess like I had always been manifesting, but I, I mean, everybody is, but like, I never knew that's why things always worked out for me because of manifestation. And I was like, oh, this makes so much sense. So all the dots started clicking. Nice, nice, nice. So like when it comes to like manifestation, like what was the thing that brought you first into it? Like, was it a particular book or maybe a course or something? Yeah. So my, my twin, um, so she was, when I talk about that time frame of when I made the decision, she actually went on deployment and that's when I was like, okay, well, she's going to be gone for this amount of time. So I'll be alone right by myself so I can focus on myself. And, um, when she came back, from deployment is when I realized nothing had changed. And she was listening to an audiobook um, while she's on deployment. And she told me about it when we were emailing. But when I was doing her makeup for the first time, I was we were listening to it and I heard a story from the book. Um, and it talked about a girl named Anita who was quitting her job, her office job, to pursue her business. So I won't tell the whole story because if you haven't already listened to the book, I highly, highly recommend it. And it was just like a full circle moment of like, oh my gosh, like this couldn't have been more of a sign for me. And we actually drove to DC to go meet Jen Sincero. I always say Sincero. I think her last name is like said differently, but I always said that. Yeah, it was like, I, I actually went up to Jen 
and in this like coliseum with like all these different people i've never been on like a book tour or anything i hardly even listened to um like or read books anymore and i got on the microphone i was the last person to ask her a question and i asked her how do i manifest money and she looked at me you know it's so funny because you think when you get up there that you're not gonna be nervous anymore but i was literally like choking on my own words i was like I'm just so nervous. Like my, my, my voice was cracking. It was so embarrassing. But she looked at me and she said, Anita, what would you do if I told you you're going to die tomorrow? And like instantly my whole body like, like, like felt like it caught on fire. I had anxiety. I was like, like, you know what I mean? Just even the thought of what she just said, like really just like, oh, and I was like, I don't know. And then she just kind of answered it for me. And she said, like you would live with urgency. Like you would live with a sense of urgency. And it's like, if you really wanted that $10,000 for whatever it is that you're manifesting it for, like you'll find it. And that's when it really clicked to me of like, because before when I was like doing the exercises and manifesting money is that I had no real desire for the money. And I had the realization, it was a full circle moment of realizing that's why the money wasn't manifesting for me because I was, it was ego driven opposed to intuition driven goals. And so she really just planted it in my brain of like, oh, when you have not only a desire, but really again, moving towards a manifestation. And sometimes that is taking action. Sometimes it is, you know, working on the business, but most of the time it's really embodying the version of you that already has everything that you want or desire. And that's when things started to click because I was operating at a new frequency. And again, a like aligning my affirmations with my actions. Like I didn't only say that I believe that this was possible. I did again, what it is that I thought I'd be doing if I was already living this lavish lifestyle, right? I just really understood of the fact of like, okay, like don't let money be the reason why you do or don't do something. And so that's when things started to like, like I said, drop off. Like if I, if I had more money, I want to be working as much, right? You don't need more money to like not work as much. You know, it was more things that I had to like, okay, like slowly release. Something's got released. And what am I going to do with this time now? And it was really just understanding the like shift between the two. Ah, uh, yeah, no, I feel you. Actually, it's really funny you say that because um, I think it was yesterday I was watching a TikTok and it's just like this coach. Um, he's like a multi-million dollar coach. And one of the things he, he was saying in his coaching program was, Hey, if I give you a million dollars right now, everybody wants a million dollars. If I give you a million dollars right now, um, how would you feel? And everybody was like, Oh my God, I feel amazing. Mm -hmm. I feel so amazing. He's like, okay, but if I give you a million dollars and I tell you not, you can't ever wake up ever again. And would you still take that million dollars? like as happy as you are right now and people were like no no not at all he's like that alone should change your like perspective that like waking up in the morning is worth more than a million dollars to you mm -hmm. because if you're not willing to give up your life for a million dollars then there's some sort of disparity in your own mind as to whether or not you're gonna like continue to manifest just for money and like I thought it was really interesting because he's like basically saying like every morning is like a huge win and you're not even considering it as that because there's some people who don't wake up in the morning you know so yeah, yeah. no definitely I, I definitely resonate with what you're saying and I, I think too is like um, I a lot of people don't understand 
what it means to kind of like be embodying like Mm -hmm. what you were talking about right so you said like you would be working less but it's always so scary to like kind of like step yourself into that position of saying well okay that's what I would be doing I'm gonna do that right now like how did you get to that point where you were like okay I'm just gonna overcome the fear and I'm just gonna start doing the things that I know I I would be doing if I'm that person Mm mm-hmm Oh, yes. I love this question. It kind of goes back to what you're just saying to like, like that example, because for the longest time, I really thought that like, you know, tapping into the vibration of money was getting happy and excited, right? Because we, society has programmed us to believe that like, you know, if a million dollars dropped in our bank account right now, we'd be excited and motivated and, you know, feel this high vibration. But, and I'm not saying that that doesn't happen. And I'm very happy and grateful when unexpected blessings do come my way. But what I had to understand is what it really meant is that like, it should feel normal. It should feel like this isn't a once in a lifetime opportunity, right? So again, when I would try to manifest money, I'd be like, try to tap into like, happy, excited. Like it's, and what I've noticed looking back, I have always felt that feeling when I knew the pieces were coming together and not Mm -hmm. when the physical money manifested. That's what the crazy part is. Like, like when you get the random check in the mail, it's like, when you get that, but not when it's like, okay, it's in my bank account. Like, like it just should feel like a, like a new normal. And that Mm -hmm. was something that I had to learn again, the hard way, which I believe everybody has to go through that process to understand the feeling of what it is that I'm talking about. Even if you can, even if you have experienced something similar, it's like, again, because sometimes you would get them, I would get the money and I would feel numb. And when we have that emotional attachment to money and it was like, you know, I heard people say this as many times, like over and over again, but I didn't understand it until it actually happened that I was like, oh, so this is why there's people with money who feel depressed. This is why there's people with money who seem like they have it all and they're like empty um, because again of this emotional attachment. And so like when it came to releasing things and again, really understanding that, I just had to keep building the proof of like what happened after I released something. So again, it was, it was so hard. I think the hardest thing even today is still not doing anything. Like, like literally just like, like I remember when I was releasing Postmates and it was so hard for me. I was like, oh, cause it's so easy to think like, okay. Um, you know, if I already had makeup appointments, I would be free on the weekends. Right. Because I wouldn't be driving for Postmates because that's when people get their makeup booked. And so when I was going through this transition, I was like, okay, it's Saturday the busiest day for driving for Postmates or, you know, but I was like, I believe that I'm going to get booked. And so I got my kit ready and I'm like ready on standby, but I'm also just like, okay, now what do I do? Well, maybe I'll go to a coffee shop or maybe I'll go, you know, for a walk. And then I don't get any bookings. And then that Saturday, same thing. Like I didn't get any bookings and I'm like, well, you know, one drive won't hurt, but it does. One drive does really hurt because you're not again, embodying this, this, like, like allowing the manifestation process to happen. And I believe a lot of people get stuck there because they're so focused on like, well, it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. And I feel like the the moments that I finally understood and like, let go, I'm like, okay, fuck it. I'm not going to get in a makeup appointment today. I'm just going to enjoy my Saturday. It's already too late anyway. 
And then that's when I would get the bookings. And that's when I would get like, oh, you're booked tomorrow. And I'm like, okay, yeah. well, it worked. It worked, it worked, it worked. So I had to keep just building that belief of like, oh, when I let go and I did like, again, that emotional attachment, that's when it manifested. And it's kind of like when people like man will manifest money and then they like forget about it. Mm-hmm. And then that's when it shows up. It's kind of like that, but you have to train your mind to do the same. So it's like, it was, it was yeah. a practice of rep through repetition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I definitely feel that. Um, I kind of like want to backtrack because I think one of the things that, especially for people who are listening and they're like kind of like trying to figure out how to make more money. Mm-hmm. I think that what you just said is one of the things that I really had to learn myself too, which was like, I used to work so hard and be like, okay, I'm going to put all this energy out into the cosmos. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to visualize. I'm going to do this and that. And then the money would show up and it was almost like it didn't register. Like mm-hmm. I would just be like, okay, so I got to keep going. Got to keep going. And it wasn't that, it was until like one day I woke up and I'm like, you know what? I'm manifesting these things and I'm getting them, but I'm not even spending time to like say, Hey, thank you that it came through. Like, or even register the feeling of like, Oh, whoa, I got paid X amount of money. Wow. I feel so good that I don't even have to like stress as much about it. Right. And like, I started having to force myself to like really focus on the times when the money actually came through and being like, wow, okay, this is a frequency that I, I was in like, and it's, it's very, it's very interesting to how you talk about it because like you do, when you're manifesting, you do feel when the waves are coming together and they're about to collapse and give you what you're asking mm-hmm. for. And like, you, for, you kind of like, you're like, okay, it's coming, it's coming, but you let go of that at some point, especially because the matrix will start like pulling you back in and like giving you like curveballs and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, no, I definitely, I resonated with all that because those are like really valuable lessons where a lot of times, you know, you meet people who have a ton of money and then they just, they still haven't learned the basics of the law of attraction. They're really good at manifesting their things, but it's almost like nothing's ever good enough. And, um, you know, the other day, actually I was talking to to one of my friends and one of my friends was like, he had this $50,000 contract that he, it was like super easy money, but for some reason in his reality, he was like, it just wasn't the right fit. And he was just like, I'm not worried about it. I'm gonna let it go. Something else is going to come and replace it. And at the moment I'm like, bro, but that's 50 K. Like, how could you just let that shit go like that? Like no big deal. And he was just like, nah, like it's just, it doesn't feel right. You know? And then two days later, he got another contract that was for like a hundred K instead because he felt like, yeah, he was following that vibe. So yeah, I, I, I totally resonate with that a lot. And like talking about the, since we're talking about the law of assumption, right? Like, um, do you do a lot of like subconscious reprogramming because of that? Or is it just more so like you created a routine to keep going? Um, I think in the beginning, I think my most transfer, like my biggest transformation is when I like really understood the law of assumption, because that is what I was doing. But I, I didn't really understand that, that it, was the law of assumption that was the reason like in my brain it was still the law of attraction right and I didn't Mm -hmm. understand all of the other laws that were happening and so um it came more when I not only started learning more about all the different universal laws the law of oneness the law of gravity the law of like um like vibration like understanding them all so what I realized is that it was like 
like everybody goes through the waves, right? Like it doesn't matter like where you're at in your cycle. So you like, like everybody goes through this and even understanding that that was a universal law, like the law of polarity. I was like, oh, because in my brain, I thought it was like, well, I'm doing something right here and I'm doing something wrong here. Right. And so what I realized is that I have to keep living at this highest vibration even when the external reality is kind of going through that shift of what you said. So for example, when I was going through a transition of like, I want to make X amount of money, like a week, I want to start like making much a month. Right. I like your brain starts to tell you, like, I always go back to like the makeup examples too. It's like, you know, this is bridal season. So this is the, the season that I'll make a lot of money. And this is the season where we don't usually get booked a lot. So, you know, like I got to maybe cut back on my spending and I got to cut back on this. And so the exercises, like the journaling and the meditation and all that stuff, like even if I was doing the same routine during that period, like the shift really happened when I understood is that I have to keep aligning my actions with this highest vibration during that period or else the money's not going to come. And so for example, like during that slow season, I would spend more money because the belief is that it's a slow season. And if it wasn't a slow season, then I'd be spending money. Right. And so that is the main thing that shifted. And again, just constantly like, okay, nothing in the external reality is going to tell me that this isn't a right time to invest in a program that this isn't the right time to go on a vacation or that this isn't the right time to do x y and z you really just have to like for like not forget about the external but you're like okay like zone in on what it is that you'd be doing if money wasn't an issue and that's when you'll continue to like ride that high frequency and like instead of going to a place where i was like high one month low one month it would be like exponential growth like quantum leap when i really understood of like oh okay adversity's coming okay things are shifting and i'm like okay this is time to go bigger mm-hmm. and that's where that's where the real exponential growth happened nice nice yeah have you ever heard of the um concept of the predominant creator tell me more yeah so the predominant creator is like this manifestation kind of like concept that you're manifesting just because you want to not because you need to Mm. um so like you choose to go on that vacation even though all the pieces aren't in play because you feel like it and as you're walking the path things are just going to randomly start happening to like support the fact that you decided to go on this route um which is very close to like the law of assumption um and you definitely need both of them too but like i Yesterday, actually, I was in this um, session with one of my coaches that like coaches me basically, um, because sometimes I do like these like um, super conscious mind shiftings and it's more so like clarity because I get all these different ideas and I'm like, oh, my God, like I need to like focus on something. Right. Um, And when I was working with her, she actually brought it up. She's like, you need to reestablish like your predominant creator vibe. And she's like, what's the life that you want to be living right now? And I'm like, well, I'm kind of sort of living it already. She's like, yeah, but if you've lost focus, there's something like you're not fully seeing, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. I was like, I guess all I really want to do is embody more love. And she's like, well, why haven't you been doing that? Why haven't you been going after it? Like, what does love look like in your reality? And I started really like brainstorming on it. And then finally, like throughout that whole process, I realized that there's there's times like 
like especially yesterday where I was like oh you know the next thing that I want to do I'm waiting for that manifestation to just like kind of like show up because I've gotten mm-hmm. so comfortable like just being like hey cosmos I want this and then when it shows up I take action you know what I mean mm-hmm. and now I'm being taught that like hey no you can't be doing that anymore because you know the perfect situation isn't just going to drop out of the sky or anything like that right like mm-hmm. one of my manifestations I guess is like a like living in a new place where I just feel like more like energized than I do here in Detroit. And I've always been like, well, I got to have the house that has the feng shui and it's got to be in the Mm -hmm. right place. And, you know, it's got to be the right price. And it's just kind of like, why don't I just move to the places that I like? Maybe just rent Mm -hmm. a house there for like six months or something Mm -hmm. and see if I actually do want to be embodying that. And while I'm in that energy, maybe the house will actually start like showing up. And I'm like, okay, this is the next step that I got to do. And I think a lot of times like, um, we forget about that that potential to like really embody that power and actually start doing it. And I also like want to come back to how you were talking about like on those low seasons, right? Like mm-hmm. you still kept spending money anyway, right? Like you kept doing you like it was no big deal. And I think a lot of times, like especially when you're, I've noticed for me personally, like when you're going through those stages where, you know, it's like a low season, like there's this little voice in the back of your head, like, ah, you should be saving. You shouldn't be spending because you don't know. Right. And then it's kind of like this thing that's even holding you back from even embracing your more vibration because you're not even trusting yourself or trusting the cosmos or the things Mm. that you've learned. And I think like throughout this whole entire journey of learning a lot about manifestation and talking to people like you, all of us have like this commonality that like at some point you're right. Like it's, it's almost like a release. Like it's always different, Mm -hmm. like how people describe it. But for me, it's like trust. Like I have to trust that like I've not only done the work, but I know so much and I've studied so much that Mm -hmm. if I'm not actually living that life, then it's all just in my head. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So good. Yes. (laughs) I love just even having these conversations too, because because we're just giving other people like permission to do the same. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, I just, I love it because like, sometimes you just want to see like, like you can almost like live vicariously from somebody else's like perception and be like, oh, and that's what really helped me build my belief is like hearing other people's stories and their perceptions of like, oh, so that's what they were going through. And yeah, it's just so awesome to like open that up to everybody too. Yeah. Yeah. So like, um, what are some like manifestation money blocks that you've noticed that are like the most common thing that you deal with when you coach people and stuff? Yeah. So the most common thing is like exactly what I learned from the get go again, is don't let money be the reason why you do or don't do something. It is so easy to see this from the outside looking in and kind of what you're talking about with your coach too, is like, like, not having somebody who's necessarily telling you what you should do, right? But it's like, why do you think that you have that belief? Or why do you think you're not taking action on that? And I feel like for me, when I started to shift to that role, again, I was trying to like, I was being that person that I wish that I would, that would have been there for me, right? And I did have people, right? Don't get me wrong. I did have people who were in my energy who helped me and our coaches and mentors. Um, but like a lot of people, in my current reality, while I was going through the shift, we're like, well, just don't think negative or, well, you know, you're worthy. You know what I mean? Like, and like, but nobody was questioning me why I wasn't doing what it is that I wanted to do. And so again, a lot of the most, the most common thing that I see with people 
is like one is that they're doing things for the money and they're not doing the things that they want to do because of money. Mm -hmm. So it's like they're working at jobs that they hate, right? It's not the job that's bad, right? It's the things that the action and the energy behind it that is really blocking their manifestations because maybe like kind of going back to where when I was released the bartending thing, right? It's like, I knew that it wasn't serving me. And I, and I actually had intended, like, I actually wrote down the day that I wanted to quit and um, I didn't follow through. And that's when my money got stolen. I forgot to <laughs> say that in the story. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then I, I realized I'm like, oh, see, I wasn't following through what it is, what I said I was going to do. So I was like, a lot of times when you ask people the question, like if you had an extra uh, million dollars in your bank account right now, everybody said, well, I would go on vacation and I would invest and I would quit my job, right? So those are actually the things that source is telling you to do right now. Like Mm -hmm. maybe it's not picking up an extra shift on the weekend, right? Maybe that's what's blocking it. Or maybe it's like actually planning the vacation. And I always tell everybody like pay attention when the money shows up because that's the confirmation of like, when you're doing those things, that's when more money is going to flow. So whatever it is that you're telling yourself, you cannot have, do or achieve, like do the opposite. So if you're saying, I can't go get my nails done, you know, I got to pay this bill. Like a lot of people get stuck because they're telling themselves that I can either pay this bill or I can get my nails done. And so that kind of leads to the second thing is like people don't have enough money. So like even with this like enough money like what is enough money like most people don't know how much enough money is and so like with manifestation it's like kind of going back to like my first realization with the ten thousand dollars I was like ten thousand dollars yeah that's gonna fix all my problems like first off I didn't even have ten thousand dollars worth of like quote-unquote debt like I didn't even have ten thousand like a place is worth ten thousand dollars what it would do for me. Like really my goals at that time when I was manifesting $10,000 was like, I really just wanted to get my nails done every two weeks, which was like 120 bucks every two weeks. You know what I mean? It wasn't really big. And that's where I always tell people to start, like really meet your manifestations halfway because one, um, it may manifest in money, but it's like, what if you manifest free pedicures for the rest of the year? Like usually it starts to show up and stuff like that until it clicks that like, oh, so I have the power to create this money on demand. And that's the other thing about not having enough money is that we're actually made to create, like we're, we're creators. And I believe that money is like just the most, like it's so easy to create money. And like, mm-hmm. we have this limiting belief that it's like, well, you know, I got to work super hard or whatever. And so what I've learned throughout this process for myself, and now I can teach other people is that when I've had an idea to like, okay, how could I make X amount of money in this amount of time? Like, sure, I would put out programs and I would put out like, I could sell stuff and I could, um, let's say I could babysit or like whatever came up t- to me was what was coming up for a reason. And so what I did was take action on those things. And then I wouldn't make any sales or nobody bought my stuff on offer up or Plato's closet. They didn't want my clothes, whatever Plato's closet. And then the money would show up a different way. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, 
oh my gosh and that's when I started to realize of like one it was more of just building the belief and the proof to my subconscious mind that I am a creator and that when I need x amount of money like it'll be there for me like I just have to tune into myself because if I sit here and say like well that person made 10k from affiliate marketing and I do the same steps and I do everything that they did but I have no desire to do affiliate marketing or I have no desire to do x y and z the money doesn't show up And so that's kind of the main thing of like when people not having quote unquote enough, more of like not having the correct desire, right? And then the last money block that I see a lot is that like the subconscious fear of having money. So, okay, do you, I I listen to true crime and I actually, I love the psychology behind it. I'm so obsessed with it. But there's this episode where this guy manifested a million dollars or not a million dollars, like probably like $200 million, right? And it's like, everybody says that they want to manifest the lottery or they want to manifest a large sum of money as one. They have the belief that it's going to change everything. And the truth is, if you're not going to, if you're not doing those things now, money's not going to change anything. But there's also like a lot of subconscious fears that come with money, right? First off is probably taxes. Oh my gosh, like how much am I going to have to pay taxes? You know, um, now you got people reaching out to you. Like in this podcast episode, he had people reaching out to him that weren't even his friends or, you know, you know, everybody needs something now and he feels bad. So he's giving the money away. You know, there's so many things that come up to the surface. So like people say they do want money, but the truth is if you are not super clear on why you don't want it, then it's still going to cause like this, like resistance of like, like, even if you did get sued and you lost everything until you're at peace with stuff like that and be like, you know what, if that happened, I could, I, I have the t- skill set and the tools to gain it all back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that's another thing is that a lot of people actually have a lot of fear of having physical money. Yeah. Um, to that, to that point that you just made, um, what I think what a lot of people don't understand when it comes to like becoming more abundant, it's, it's similar to like the onto high frequencies. Like it's a lifestyle. Like you, you eventually mm. have to change as you start making more money or you start embodying more money. Sometimes that does say like, you know, you got to move specific people out of the way, or you have to like create specific boundaries. And a lot of times mm-hmm. even coming back to like the taxes and stuff like that, like if, yeah, okay. You gotta, you gotta, probably pay a bunch of taxes on this money and you don't even want to do it yourself maybe you're thinking about like the the dreaded moments of having to actually do all the paperwork but Mm -hmm. hey you can use that same abundance to have somebody else do the work for you and then you know you start putting your money to work to actually do the the movement and the flow and like earlier you were talking about like you know how you know it's rather the nails or paying this bill why can't you just that that's like a dichotomy right why can't you do your nails and pay the bill at the same time and then just let everything unfold and i think that's like what a lot of times people think like they're stuck because the money's not there but really money when it shows up it's only going to really give you the opportunity to make more choices and if you're not mm-hmm. making wise choices already or choices that empower you in the current moment even though you don't have money you're never going to actually be making those same kind of choices or even better ones when the money actually does show up and I think that's like so valuable for a lot of people to like really understand because it's just kind of like it's one of those cats 22s like you always think like oh yeah like everything 
like the money's going to show up and then everything else is just going to make sense. But a lot of times the money shows up and then you end up realizing, you know, those, those fake friends are around you and then mm-hmm. it makes you feel uncomfortable. And sometimes people are like, I want to have the money and I will almost like want to flaunt it. And if mm-hmm. that's part of like the energy that you have, then that's also going to be part of your downfall because not everyone needs to know that you have that money. It can be mm-hmm. something that you're actually using just to like back yourself up. You know what I mean? Mm. yeah yeah it's also like have you been have you seen inventing anna yeah that was so good (gasps) okay there's a there's an episode where okay where the boyfriend he's so hot by the way the boyfriend's over here (laughs) pitching the millionaire guy and then anna comes up and says well kind of just like drilling him and like in in the episode the guy ends up investing into the guy's idea or whatever Mm-hmm. But it's like when I watched that, I was like, oh, that's how I've been feeling. Like ever since I like obtained, you know, even this identity of like money mindset coach, like I, like she's got money. You know what I mean? Like people mm-hmm. like I just feel like a lot of times like people are like pitching, you know, they want to work with you and they want to do this. And like, I think for me, that was a very uncomfortable like realization of what happens throughout the shift too that I wasn't really like maybe subconsciously before it even happened I had the fear that it was going to happen but then I was like oh whoa this is new like obviously people want to serve you and they see your purpose and they see that like oh yeah I can help you I can help you but then it was just so overwhelming because so many people are like I want to do your marketing I want to do this and I want to do that and like I know I can serve you and I was like and I, it was like I am new to saying no I'm new to saying no you know and it's not that I don't like value their services it's just like it wasn't really anything that I was looking for in the first place you know Mm -hmm. what I mean and so that's why like in when I first started like it was like yes 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 and then I would have to let things and people go because and that was even more uncomfortable because of what the subconscious belief is like well I feel bad I feel bad if I say no so most people aren't conscious of that either and I'm like oh so yeah you really do have you have to become like this like boundary setting like master when you go through the shift and a lot of people are scared or to to become that person because they're not doing those things right now Mm -hmm. yeah actually coming back to like um what it's the anna the anna shot yeah Um, yeah (laughs) So actually watching that show, there are a lot of pretty good tips on like yeah. becoming more abundant. And like, unless you, do, you know, you can spot them, like you might miss them. Um, there was one that she said that I didn't re- even realize that I was already mm-hmm. doing too, where mm-hmm. she's like, it's all about connections. It's all about who you know, right? And it's about yes. like the networking. Like sometimes it's not about, you know, you. Just, I had to learn this for like, and it was, I'm like having to download. I'm like kind of like, frazzling right now so when I watched this one of my friends was going through something very similar so my friend um she had this huge campaign and she reached out to this one creator who was like basically spooning all over her like oh my god like oh I can't believe that we're you know we know each other now and we've like we've become friends on social media and she gave him the opportunity she said hey I'm gonna give you this moment to join one of the things that I'm the one of the projects that I'm doing do you want to be a part of it and he just left her on red like mm-hmm. he didn't even respond back to her and um I remember like she messaged me and she's like I'm so pissed that like 
there's a lot of these creators out there that want to take it to the next level or they want to be, you know, whatever, but then they don't even jump at the opportunity when the opportunity presents itself. And it, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what's like where you are on the scale, like you have a huge following or you don't have any at all. Like those opportunities are part of like the wealth abundance mindset because mm-hmm. the connection of being in the energy of other people that are like-minded going in the same direction as you is very important because maybe one day later down the road, you may not need it right now, but one day you might need a favor and you're like, Hey, I know exactly who to ask. I've built repertoire with this person. I have a good relationship and that person is going to eventually be like, yeah, for sure. Like you need a hundred grand for this one project. Here you go. Like do this, that. And that was one of the things where I'm like, Oh damn, like it's literally for the last two years. That's what I've been doing. Like Mm. if someone's been like, Hey, here's the opportunity for you to, you know, be on my podcast, or here's the opportunity for you to come to my workshop and teach something. I don't even think about the money anymore. Like Mm -hmm. I've done a couple of them too, where I'm like, you know, I'm not like the person said that they were going to pay me or something. And it was more so an honor for me to be in Mm -hmm. the manifestation embodying Mm -hmm. what I've wanted to do fuck the money the money's gonna show up somehow and it always does like I end up doing it and then because like and I know a lot of times like I've been in a position too with other creators where like they get an opportunity and maybe um somebody t- says them says to them like hey we're gonna pay $200 for this one gig and then for some reason that does that $200 doesn't pan out right and they rather go ahead and burn a bridge with mm-hmm. that for some reason, you know what I mean? Instead of looking at the long game of mm-hmm. whether or not like, you know, maybe another workshop will come up from that. And then you can build your email list and you can do this. Mm-hmm. And it's not saying like, you don't know your worth, but it's even an abundance mindset I've learned is thinking beyond the money more so about the experience, the, like you're building a web, you know what I mean? Like you need to be able to look way beyond the most immediate moment right now even though you're living in the now you know it's it's one of those things that's like really really cool to actually see so um when it comes to I don't know if you want to add anything to that before I jump to yeah that. oh my gosh so many things <laughs> ah it feels so good I just again I love having these conversations because it's like earlier I was talking about when I manifested the things and the money and the material and the eyes and all the things that I wanted I was like why do I feel so empty and then I would tell the story and I would just feel like the emotion all over again of like as if it was happening. And I was like, oh, so this is what like it really clicked of like the reason why I'm out here doing all these things is one, yes, there's a desire and I want X, Y, and Z, but it's just like the story and how many people it impacts when you go out there and you live this most abundant life. And Mm -hmm. again, it gives other people permission to do the same when you quit your job and you do what you love and you go on vacation. Like, and kind of going back to what you're saying is that um, like connections, like you really have to understand of the difference between like for me, I had to understand clients versus people I'm going to connect and collaborate and build with. Because mm-hmm. in the beginning, I thought everybody was my client if they were just interested in manifestation, whatever. And I, I feel like me personally, I burnt, not burned bridges, but I was like, Again, I was so in it for like money. Like my mindset was like straight to money. Oh, this could be a client. And I wasn't thinking like long-term. And then once I started, things started clicking, I'm like, oh wait, this would actually be a really good opportunity if we could collaborate together. If we could do a workshop together, if we could do this. And that's when one, I just felt so inspired and it felt so good. And it felt like, like sometimes you don't always need advice. Sometimes you just need someone to know 
what it is you're going through. You know, you just want to feel connected. And not a lot of people are out there going, not only living their most abundant life, that's one thing, but making an impact and helping a lot of people doing it. Like, Mm -hmm. so when you find people like that, it's so important, again, to like have this connections and have like, you know, this, this mission, right? And come together. And so that's what I've noticed, like, even with like us on this podcast right now, is that I, I know I said in the beginning, but I, like, I am so grateful that I get to share the background and yeah, like money is like re- uh, the inner knowing when you connect with other people who know that money's just energy, money is abundant. It's like, you really know that they're coming in for like the right reasons and they're coming because they, they really want to share. And a lot of people, when they have podcasts, <laughs> I, I always thought this too. I thought that people were paying celebrities and stuff to be on their podcast. And once I realized, I'm like, oh wait, people just do this because they want to share their story and because they want to help me with my mission. And I was like, oh, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. And I just, uh, it's so awesome to have people who or again, operating at their, their highest frequency and they dedicate time to do that. Like, I know it's not in alignment for everybody. So that's why I really admire and really connect with the people who, who it is for. Like, for example, there's this guy who does, what should we call it? Um, breath work. And I went to his breathwork session. So good. It was so awesome. I asked him to be on my podcast and he said that he's not investing time and energy into that right now. He's investing more time into his um, family and his mission. And that for me opened up so much. I was like, oh, I really admire that. And it's so crazy because I had the, the perception of like, if I say no, then I'd be mean or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, just kind of getting an idea of like healthy boundaries, but also like staying on your mission, connecting with people who are where you are, you want to be right now and just kind of like zoning in from there. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually. Okay. So like you just made me had an epiphany because, you know, you know, how I was telling you about my one friend that let go of that like 50 K contract and mm. then manifested hundred K like two days later, um, boundaries. So like a couple, like at the beginning of this year, um, one of my family members was getting into real estate. Well, he's already in real estate, but he was going to do like this bigger project. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, like Axel, you got to be a part of this. Like, I know you're going to like kick it and whatever. And I, I instantaneously, like as soon as the project was pitched to me and I heard all about it, like my gut instinct, just, I just saw no. And mm-hmm. I heard it so loud. And I said, no, I, I just can't do it right now. And he was just kind of like taking it back. He's like, but why? Like, this makes so much sense. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't have time for it. Like, there's something about it that's like, it's going to take me away from the other things that I'm actually truly trying to create right now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't have a problem if you want to work with one of my other friends or even my husband who wants to do that job. Like, but I personally don't have like that kind of like invested energy. And I also thought to myself, you know, like, I don't know shit about fucking real estate. I don't like, you know, I don't feel like doing the learning curve of that when right now I feel like I got my own momentum going around, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was one of those things kind of like, it's really interesting to kind of like see how just the whole entire explanation that you gave is really you're you're bending reality and you're creating Mm -hmm. your reality every step of the way even like 
and you know how they talk about synchronicities like when you when you're looking for those synchronicities you're always thinking about like oh it's gonna show up as like you know uh 333s or something but really those synchronicities are like that one conversation you have with that guy where Mm -hmm. he almost showed you like hey there's other things that are more important to me right now and Mm -hmm. this is a great opportunity but i'm not gonna step into it right now right so yeah that's definitely super 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 powerful so um there was something else you said too like i can't remember what it was it just escaped me and i'm like (laughs) i know i I feel like our our conversations go so fast i was like ah that's why I feel like our conversation could go forever because we just have download after download Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so okay when it comes to um I think it was I had to do something with boundaries right like Mm -hmm. I think boundaries are are very difficult for a lot of people and how have like like a lot of times people are like how do I create a boundary without hurting other people's feelings or like even self-sabotaging myself have you found a methodology for creating your boundaries that are that is almost like close to proven for you I think boundaries alone like I think no is creating space and I've been reprogramming my mind and again this is something that I'm still working on like very very like closely it's like when I say no I retrain my brain to believe that another opportunity wouldn't have manifested if I didn't say no. And so actually I was talking about this with a client today and we were just, oh, it was so beautiful. And because with the coaching certifications is something that we teach too. It's like teaching people like not only like to say no, I think that's one thing, right? But really understanding and getting clear on why am I not saying no? And why am I saying yes to the things that I don't want to do? And really understanding that because unless you understand why you're doing the things that you're doing, like it's going to keep happening. Mm-hmm. And so for her, like she, there's people that she emotionally like detached from. And like, I say, I say release, but like, releasing isn't necessarily like cutting this person off and saying you're not in my life anymore but sometimes it's just like I'm just not emotionally available I'm making this boundary this is a wall and I've noticed this pattern with her and and all of the people that she said no to that she like stopped feeding into like they went through their own shift Mm -hmm. and they realized that like oh everything that she was telling me like clicks now because they were forced to look at what they were doing wrong. So someone once said this to me, like she, they were giving an example about their dad, but it really resonated with my dad too. It's like, well, your dad's just always going to be the way that, you know, that's just how he is. Right. Mm-hmm. And when she said, well, what if we said that wasn't okay anymore? Right. What if we said, that's just not, I mean, that may be how it is for you, but I'm not going to like feed into it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, And once I realized that, I'm like, oh, so me saying no, like it probably is going to make them mad. It's going to make them triggered. It's going to make them like feel uncomfortable. It's going to make them feel like, um, well, this is personal, but that's their own perception. And the more that you can get super clear on like, okay, I'm saying no, but this means nothing about me. This means nothing. Like, it doesn't mean I'm a bad person. Like, it just means that it's just not like something I'm not emotionally available anymore for anymore. Mm-hmm. 
And then once I had so much proof of like the people that I distanced myself from, even like super, super close people, family members, um, close friends that I grew up with in high school, like, and then I, I see them just like flourish. I'm like, oh, I know this was the right choice for me, even though it was hard. Um, and the same thing for clients too. So sometimes with clients, like I've had, I had somebody like freak out on me the other day and I was like, whoa. And at the same time, it's like, you really do have to set those boundaries because if you don't, if you keep saying like, oh, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. I want to help you. I want to help you. And they're not at that point where they're open and receptive and they're just taking and taking and taking. They're going to continue to do that. And then when you say no, it's like, they have no other choice but to like either look inward or maybe they'll go to somebody else. And I think it causes a ripple effect. Like in my brain, what I imagine is that like I do it and then somebody else does it and then somebody else does it. And then it really forces them to look inward and be like, okay, like then the shift happens. So I swear I have so much proof of this that I'm like, oh, yes. So understanding why you're saying yes, understanding why you're saying no, and also setting boundaries from the beginning um, really helped a lot too. So this is, again, still something I'm working very, very closely on, but it's like, like, oh, I wish somebody would have told me these things, you know? Yeah, like, actually, it's funny you say that because like this year, a lot of the people around me have been creating boundaries with family in particular. Mm. It's been a huge topic around and like, my one of my best friends like he realized that it, like his whole family is just like actually two of them they like their their family is is all kind of sort of like toxic in a certain way um mm. and toxicity comes in like levels like sometimes we mm. think about like toxic and you're like oh you're the worst person ever but like what like for, for one of my best friends his brother's always on a negative note like no matter what it is like it's the worst day ever and it brings my friend's energy down and mm-hmm. he had to come to this conclusion of like I got to create a boundary where like now his brother calls him and he doesn't even pick up the phone. You know what I mean? Cause he's mm-hmm. already, he's already been trained to know what was going to happen. And then actually yesterday we were hanging out and um, that his brother actually ended up saying like, Oh, what you think you're too good for me right now? Like blah, 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 blah. Almost like, almost like a, a quick gaslight. Like, why aren't you like talking to me or whatever? You seem to be busy all the time, which I pointed out to my friend, like, okay, they have now noticed, like the reason why they're saying this is because subconsciously they have realized something is no longer there. And then my Mm -hmm. friend was like, oh, I think I cut the, is that what you mean when you say like you cut the cord with somebody? And I'm like, yes, absolutely. So now he's feeling the burn. And now this is going to give him the opportunity to actually sit down, meditate as to like, why does it you Mm -hmm. stepped away from it? It's not saying that you love the person any less. It's just saying like, you need to know, you know, where their story is now overstepping like into your own energetic field. And if you don't hold the person accountable, rather directly or like you know passively that person will never shift and like just like you were saying like that person is gonna eventually you know just be enabled and you're not helping them by you know not helping yourself and like when you hold yourself accountable you're holding other people accountable you're holding reality accountable and it's kind of like this whole entire like domino effect like you were saying like Mm -hmm. ripples where it's just kind of like you know it's 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 sometimes really it really is hard especially because if family is the only thing that you can depend on and then you realize okay like those are the closest people next to me and that that means I have to walk up by myself 
an abundant mindset is also saying, and this is actually something I said to my friend, because you could tell he was kind of sad. He realized it's, it's happening with all of his siblings, it's happening with his parents and all this other stuff. I said, you can always make more family. Like family mm-hmm. is what you make of it. Like, mm-hmm. and I use myself as an example. Like I don't talk to my blood family, but across the years, I've been able to make really cool friends that are mm-hmm. like my brothers and my sisters. And like, no matter what, those people are still going to be there if they need me or something, but you don't have to feel like you're limited to that. And I think abundance has a lot to do with like, limits i don't think people recognize becoming limitless is actually becoming more abundant overall mm. um even with the way that you think you know and the way that you do things like even with your your interpersonal relationships a lot of times too like we have we have relationships that are like one for one right like you did this one thing for me i'll do this one mm. thing for you or like if you don't do this for me then i won't hook you up and it's that's mm. that's also limiting you know what i mean you have to allow yourself to look at that like how, how you're you're going to open up more portals to say okay I'm willing to serve at my highest vibration and that doesn't always mean like giving too much and I I think it's really important that you said that about your clients is because sometimes a lot of healers too they step into that like position where they're like oh I want to help I want to help I want to help but they never like Mm -hmm. find that good kind of like balance like okay this is me doing something gratuitous and now this is something that you got to start paying me for or you got to like do some sort of exchange for and me coaching people what I do is I tell them okay how much do you want to charge for a session and like like for instance one of my students she's been working with this one guy and she has she's done like four or five sessions for free and I said okay like when is it gonna be like that you're gonna actually start charging this person because they they keep coming back because they're having a a transformative Mm -hmm. shift they see the value in it when are you going to see the value in it and start charging and then they were like how do I start charging? How do I start like, you know, considering what it is that like I should be doing? And I'm like, it's about you. It's not about like, you know, anything else other than the energy that you're putting in. How much does that energy feel like it should be charged? And at the end of the day, when you're working with this person, how do you feel like if if you got paid a thousand dollars for the session working with this person, for instance, like, is that enough for you to walk away and feel like I did the the mm-hmm. most, right? Because a lot of times, like, we burn ourselves out because we're not charging enough or mm-hmm. we, uh, you know, like, overextend ourselves in a way and we feel like we've gotten taken advantage of because of that same reason. And I think it's it's really important to kind of, like, almost create that narrative, like, think about who that person is and stick to it. And I, I love the fact earlier that you were talking about, like, you know, you set up on your calendar that you were going to leave uh, that one job and like you didn't do it. And then they stole the money out of nowhere, which, by the way, you never told me if you ended up like having to pay it back or work. Like, oh, yeah. I, yeah, I just left. OK. All right. Yeah. No, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, because it's it's going to be really difficult to do that, too. So, yeah, I there's so many things that are so juicy in that. But, you know, <laughs> coming back, <laughs> I think coming back to that that last piece, um, I did something very similar this year where like I set up last year um, my calendar to stop around like mm-hmm. April mm-hmm. and I was like in April I'm not going to be taking any more clients one-on-one mm-hmm. in a specific fashion and I set it up in my calendar that now you know like even if I forgot it's going to shut off anyway so that mm-hmm. I can't self-sabotage myself and when you brought it up I'm like oh damn like yeah like that's definitely something you got to be really doing on the regular that's part of architecting who you are right like we're grand creators mm-hmm. so yeah I don't know if there's anything else you want to add into that any other gems <laughs> so many things <laughs> I guess the biggest thing is like talking about charging and like 
I just love this topic so much because again, it's like one of the things like, I wish somebody would have told me this. And you were talking about how, what's the difference between doing like a free session and charging a thousand? Like, would you feel like you did enough? And so we have the subconscious belief that if I charge more money, there needs to be more value. It needs to be X, Y, and Z. And yes, yes, yes. You're going to add value and you're going to add things, right? And you're going to test the market or whatever, right? But the truth is all you need to do to charge more is um, physically have a way that people can purchase something for it. Like if you want to charge $5,000, if I can't go to like maybe a linker right now and like physically exchange that money, then it's like, that's the work right there alone. Like literally that's the main thing. And so, and then from that, you just learn like, I guess the, the biggest thing for me when I went from charging um, actually, let me tell a story about my one-on-one coaching clients. I had been offering one-on-one coaching for a year and I never got any one-on-one coaching. I charged first a thousand and then I charged 2000 and I had my lower courses. like my three, my three-day workshop and my 31 days of abundance. And those were booming, but I can just never get anybody to char- like work with me one-on-one. One, it was also the subconscious belief because I actually didn't want to work with people like at that level or I was scared to. And I was like, oh, it's a time commitment. Da, da, da. Like, cause I've seen other people's one-on-one coaching programs and I was like, oh, they work with them this amount of time and they had that. And I was like, okay, well, if I work with people one-on-one I'm going to do it my way and I'm going to do mm-hmm. it like this. And that's when I shifted the narrative. Like, okay, if I'm going to be charging or if I'm going to be doing that, then I'll charge, uh, like it was $2,000. And then there was a desire where I was manifesting $10,000 to get in somebody else's program. So I actually upped my rates for the same program, $10,000 instead of $2,000, nothing changed about it. And then I got my first one-on-one client, first ever one-on-one client. And I was like, oh, and it's like one of the same things that I tell myself, like pay attention when the money shows up. And I truly believe that like, that is why a lot of people aren't manifesting the clients and stuff is because they're not operating or seeing themselves as that high like, like vibration. And so the biggest thing that I had to learn, I guess I learned before I even started charging that is like, when I seen other people charging that, I was like, oh, no brainer. Like, I'm actually surprised they're not charging more. Cause I'm like, I see so much value I see that they did way less than what I'm putting in my one-on-one. And I'm like, I don't care what they put out. I don't care when they put it out. I don't care if I'm a warm lead or cold lead. Like, I just want to work with them. And then I realized that when I started charging X amount of money, that it was not about me. It was about them. Because Mm -hmm. I've had people invest the same amount and I've had people do the work and I've had people not do the work. I've had people go back to where they started once the money manifested. And I've had people have massive transformations because of like their perception of themselves. So I'm Mm -hmm. like, I know that as long as I keep showing up as the way that I'm showing up now, no matter what's happening on the external reality, that that's the type of people that I'm going to attract. And then, yeah, with charging, like my clients, like I I used to manifest like getting clients, like now I manifest my clients manifesting money. And I would literally like, or not even manifesting money, but like just manifesting in general, like message me, Anita, oh my God. Like I get messages like that all the time, but I would like visually see those from people like 
pretending as if they just joined my program and then they messaged me that and then it would happen. So that is something that I do now of like using my, like shifting my focus to like what happens after you get what it is, ever it is you're manifesting and mm -hmm. kind of going from there. Yeah, there's um, what you just said. I think I really like to let wrap this up with like, there are times and I love, I just love how you said that. Like, it doesn't matter if you charge them, whatever, right? There are people who are going to do it and people who are not going to do it, right? So I've, I've been in the same position where I've had students who have reached like crazy levels and they can bend reality and they can do all these like super like psychic things. And then once they're out of the program, they don't mm -hmm. want to maintain themselves because they thought, oh yeah, I hit the plateau. I don't have to do anything mm -hmm. anymore. And then you start seeing them regress. Mm -hmm. um, and that's not easy for any coach to see, especially because you've not only put the work to see the person transform, you're hoping that they're going to walk in. But ultimately, there's a point, again, coming back to boundaries, right? there comes a point where like you being their coach ends and they have to fully mm -hmm. embody themselves as their personal responsibility. And I think sometimes coaches even get in this place where like, oh, I, I failed that person because I didn't stick with the vibe. And mm -hmm. it's like, you're not, you're not living their life. You know, you're not like holding their hand every step of the way. They are accountable for themselves at some point. So um, whenever you come into contact with clients like that, like that have had amazing transformations and then don't stick through, like, how do you process that? Like, what's your way of like getting through that? And for the clients that like even end up like never really truly like mm -hmm. doing the work right from the get-go, like what's your approach with those types of people? So my first approach is to see it through like my own story. And this is why I think it's so important to like pay attention to your, your own story and like for me, I'm a big journaling, like journal journaler. Actually this last like year, I've been like typing everything down. Like I do like kind of like a reflection. Okay, wait, have you seen, um, I'm like referencing a lot of shows, Rev Run and Whose House Runs House. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, at the end of every episode, he has his phone and he's like doing a little like recap of the day in his little bubble bath. And that's what I've, I started to do. I would like kind of recap of like things that, take me off that day, things that are happening in my current reality, things that I'm struggling with, things that I'm celebrating. And I would just have these huge like downloads and just shit, like write them on my, like my, my, uh, like notepad. And then it's so easy to look at your clients, like as yourself, because I, you probably have a lot of clients that you see, like as yourself it's like oh I know exactly where they're at in their process and they're about to explode mm -hmm. and then you see them go back to like you know like you said like oh they're going back to you know they're not in the program and now they're starting to jit or they're starting to like drift off or they're starting to do x y and z or you see them you know posting but then I look at myself right and I see like I know that the times that I was at the lowest even now like look at my current current situation it's like I know like where like I was at in that process where I was at the low and I was like like this past couple months I haven't really been doing any like programs and I haven't really been like having my own coaches and then right now I'm actually going through another quantum leap because I'm working with somebody that I've been like <gasps> so excited and nervous and like <laughs> like dreaming of working with but my brain is always telling me I'm going to work with them way down the road but now is the time and now I see like, oh, 
like I needed to go through that that period in order to build myself up even stronger. And so now when I see clients who again have like gone through they're going back, like it, it's not backwards, right? And the, I, I think you and I know that the most is that like, especially when it comes to like spirituality, it's like, it feels high. And then you're like going through the same thing that you felt like you healed like forever ago. Now it's coming back up. Um, and so one, just really detaching the belief of like what you said of like holding their hands and um, really being conscious of why you're doing it. Like for me, I would, there's people who I was continuing to coach and message back every single day and, you know, Oh, let's just hop on a call. You know what I mean? <laughs> because I was actually doing it because I didn't feel like I gave them enough because they, they paid me X amount. And so that's why I'm really big with my programs. Like right now, like my higher packages, like when I say higher, I mean like intensity, the, the, ev- like the frequency is higher because not only like money is one thing, like money is the one thing that like gets us there. And it's crazy because most people are like, you know, that person probably had that amount of money in their bank account. And it's not true. Like everybody's always like had to pull strings to get over to this frequency. Now that we're all operating at the same frequency, now we can start to like see the new level of like problems because the problems don't go away. Right. They just shift. And so, gosh, I forgot where I was going with this. I was on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you're working with clients who might fall mm-hmm. off the boat, yeah. And then you were talking about, like, you manifested somebody that you really, you know, have wanted to work with. Um, you know, you feel like sometimes you, you know, you're working with that person and you feel like you want to give them more. I know that's oh, like, yeah. okay. <laughs> that's what giving them more. Um, and that's why I'm really big on, like, having us in this intense energy for a short amount of time because I believe that the people that work with me in that short amount of time can manifest what they've been manifesting for a year two years three years in that amount of time if they really just dedicate you know and Mm -hmm. one of the things I realized is that especially with TikTok our attention span has gone from 15 seconds to um eight seconds in the past two years. And I was like, oh. And so now that I'm like, I don't only have this perception because of the things that I've gone through through myself, but I like, I've like seen proof that people who really dedicate this amount of time from this point, like they have the most transformational experience because your back's against the wall, right? You're like somebody's holding you accountable. And it doesn't matter how long, you know, they're holding you accountable. It's, I think it's just a subconscious belief that it has to be like months or whatever, whatever it is that comes up, right? Like, I just truly believe that it can happen in a short amount of time because I've seen it for myself. So, yeah. yeah. It's like bending. That's something I teach in Antahai is like, you can bend time depending on what, like what you're in in tantra actually it's called inauthentic versus authentic desires mm-hmm. inauthentic desires are things that you think will actually like transpire to like transform you or make you feel good and mm-hmm. those actually incorporate more time and more space because you're not working from a heart-centered like area and then usually like people want to be like babied and they want to be like like carried through like a particular kind of energy frequency but that's not going to allow you to like collapse the timeline itself right when we're talking about like quantum jumping quantum shifting so um yeah when you're in like in high intensity kind of energies and i really like i i like the fact that you 
the way you described it, like it's like these higher packages or like these higher, these higher intensity type things, like it's more about the energy. You're like, you're, you're contributing yourself to be at a higher vibration. It's not always about the, exactly about the money. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, yeah, no, for sure. Like I definitely vibe with that a lot. And I don't know, it's just, there's so many things we can keep doing. I know, like our conversation never ends. Yeah. So like, I guess we're just going to have to do another continuation pretty soon. Um, but I want everyone to be able to connect with you. Where can they find you? Um, and whatever else you want to share with them. I know you have your program as well. So, yeah. So the biggest thing, um, our biggest way that we impact people right now is through our manifesting money podcast. So very similar conversations like this. If you guys haven't already heard the episode that we did together, go listen. It's so good. So many people have been messaging me about it. Like even today, like everyone loves, I think it's actually one of my most downloaded episodes. I know that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Um, So yeah, conversations like this, but I also do solo episodes, like just straight downloads, episodes about money blocks, um, like specific questions that I get asked a lot. Uh, Second place that you can find me is TikTok. (laughs) That is where we found each other. And um, I just meet so many amazing people through TikTok. So it's not the best place to like, communicate with me like yes I read the comments and stuff but like if you want to tune more into like I share a lot of downloads videos testimonies on there but on Instagram um is where you can find me you can message me I promise you we'll read every single message we might not get back to you right away but I promise you we're reading through them um and I try to dedicate time and space to like actually like respond even if you're struggling with something you want to just message me please 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 message me screenshot this episode even let us know that like you're listening because like we never know you know yeah yeah so nice. yeah oh I don't know if I gave the handle, but everything's at Manifesting Money Podcast. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you guys got it. And I'll definitely be uh, linking again in like the description, our podcast, and I'll be posting it so they can go ahead and listen to the version that you and I did in San Diego on top of this one, because there's so much juice and magic that happened on that one as well. Yes. Yeah. So thank you so much for being here. You're such a joy. And I'm really happy to have you to be part of my life as well. And we'll catch you guys in the next episode. I'm sending all the love. Don't forget to subscribe, comment, and share. If you're looking for one-on-one coaching with me to empower yourself into your highest vibration, check out the links in the description or visit us at onzohigh.us.